0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of the new TK Athletics Podcast. My name is Ryan Johnson. I'm the Assistant Athletic Director here at the Kings Academy. Alongside me, I have two hype sports marketing club members. Jacob Rinker. Hello. Alumni. How are we doing, Jacob? Good to have you on the podcast. I'm
1: doing pretty good. Thank you.
0: We have Ray-Ray Koliakovo. Hi. How are you guys? Senior here at the Kings Academy. And these are going to be two regular voices on the podcast, and I'm happy to have them with us today. So here's today's junior. It's a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love you guys. Hey, listen, they're they're great people. So um here's today's agenda. So we're gonna be talking about our first week of home games. So this is next week, okay? So we got two on the schedule. We got August twenty August nineteenth, preseason classic for volleyball, and August twentieth will be the preseason kickoff classic for football. So we're gonna break that down a little bit. Second, we're gonna have an exclusive interview with director of performance training Jeremy Evans, who will be doing a interview and we'll get the answer some questions that the students and parents and faculty have for Jeremy. And then our third segment will be is what it's called, What's Going On in the World of Sports? So you'll get a, a little in, inside look of that. Uh, we're going to be doing that weekly. It's going to have uh, just different conversations, different topics, so you'll get to see what that has today. First, first week of games, home games. Next week, we got volleyball, August 19th, preseason classic. This is a three-game series, 3.30, in the Love and Athletic Center, we have Jupiter Christian versus Cardinal Newman. So that is the first game. Second game is 5 o'clock, where Kings Academy will be facing the losing team of the first matchup, 6.30. Kings Academy will be facing the winning team. So there will be a three-game game set. Uh, Kings Academy will be playing 5 and 6.30 in those games. Um, just look at the teams that we may be facing. Jupiter Christian was 4 and 5 last year. Um, Kings beat them three sets to zero in their matchup. Cardinal Newman was three and five last year, and Kings beat uh, beat them also three to zero, sets wise. Um, obviously, a COVID year, and a lot of this team struggled, had some issues, had some canceled games. So we'll see what this year brings. Obviously, it's going to be completely different. Um, so hey, Ray Ray, what what does the seniors on the Kings Academy look like this year?
2: So our seniors for the girls volleyball team consist of Olivia Othmer, McKenna Curvin, Ava Fallon, and Lily Kenny, all taking on a huge role this season. Uh, they're really stepping it up with all the seniors that we lost. And uh, I hope they do great, and I hope to see what they can do as a team this season.
0: Yeah, and just talking with them a little bit and seeing them hanging out and practicing. You can tell they got really good chemistry together. They really like each other. So Definitely. It's going to be kind of cool to see them kind of bring it all together. And like you said, we lost some key seniors. Three starters or really legit rotation players with Andy Smith going to James Madden University. Caitlin Robine, FAU, and Olivia Wanica was a really good setter for us. So we'll see what the team's got. I actually had a quote from Christy, and I, I kind of asked her, what does she think of this season? What the season with expectations, especially with losing some seniors? And she uh, told me that while this is a rebuilding year after losing five seniors, including two Division I commits, I believe with hard work we will have a successful season. We have a lot of new players on the team this year and a good group of returning seniors. So we are hoping for an awesome year. And uh, Christy's always very positive, and she's a great coach. So, I um, mean, Kings is coming off a 15-1 season. They had wins over Tampa Prep, two over Oxbridge, which is always kind of fun. And uh, we reached the state semifinals. So, uh, they definitely had an awesome year last year and hope we can build on that. Ray Ray, you got some football stuff. August 20th, preseason kickoff classic.
2: Yes, yes. So, uh, Kings Academy is kicking off their season versus Suncoast, which uh, after a COVID year, it was it was tough on everybody. Uh Suncoast went two and five. I think their quarterback going into next season is Reese Adams. He's gonna be a sophomore going into next season. We'll see how he can uh play against our Kings Academy defense, which is looking strong behind our new head coach and defense coordinator coach Ronnie Lee.
0: Shout out to Ronnie Lee.
2: And uh their running back, Derek Giovanni. He's a good player. He's a he's gonna be a junior this season, so that should be interesting. And uh they have wide receivers Keyshawn Emerson and Cameron Scott, both uh both great players, uh great uh targets for Adams, and we'll see how that goes. Right now they're ranked four, uh four hundred and fifth in the state, and they're averaging they average about 18, 18 points per game uh last season. So, and looking at Kings Academy, we got quarterback Will Pritchard. He's been all over social media lately, looking great, and uh, I can't wait to see how he does kind of stepping up to the upper class level now as a junior. and we have uh, running back Dominic Ratty. He's a great player, honestly one of my favorite to watch on the team for sure. He's uh, he does it through the passing game, the rushing game, touchdowns everywhere. Last season he had four touchdowns and he had 331 rushing yards and 200 uh, receiving yards, which is he just does it all. And uh, wide receivers Preston Martin and Jake Shepard looking for a great year. Will Pritchard and Preston really have got a lot of chemistry now that they played a season together. Uh, Preston putting up 223 yards and fi- five touchdowns last season. Th- that's awesome. And, uh, I coach Ronnie Lee's really been, uh, getting the program going and it's looking good. We're ranked, uh, 239 in the state right now. And, uh, we're averaging about 27 points per game last season, so that's looking great against the Suncoast matchup. And I think the one of the players that has the biggest role is Stephen Scroggins. Uh, last season he had 43 total tackles. That boy Steve? Yeah. He's kind of the captain <laughs> of that defense, and he's uh he's he's calling the plays out. He had two sacks too, and I think he plays one of the biggest roles on the team and their success next Friday.
0: Yeah, team captain, Stephen Scroggins. Yeah, big time. Also, just a uh, Will Pritchard update. He got – on Rivals.com, he's a three-star recruit, so that's really cool. That's something that's um, obviously he was looking to become a, a multiple-star recruit, so that's really cool to see for Will. Um, a couple things I got as well. We were returning 17 now seniors so, from last year's team, which is cool. Um, though we lost 15 seniors as well, three college commits, Sean Corgan going to North Greenville University, Birdie Cueto going to Washington U of St. Louis, and Stinton Quay going to Drake. So those are obviously some key losses, but – we got a good group, and I mean, just and I, I don't know if you've seen the practices or been out there. Yeah. Coach Lee's just got a different environments. Yeah, it's and really cool. All
2: those seniors that graduated, they really left rubbed off on all the kids coming up this year, especially mm. a couple of our seniors. And I think uh, Stanton rubbed off on Steven a little bit, and he'll be able to lead that defense the same way Stanton did.
0: Definitely, definitely. Uh, stenton's a good good guy yeah a little crazy but he's a good guy (laughs) (laughs) we all love stenton sometimes more than others but um (laughs) well that's uh that's a little breakdown of our first home games we're gonna be doing that every week obviously we only have volleyball and football next week so that's what we broke down today um up next we're gonna be interviewing our director of performance training coach jeremy evans Um, but first a word from our sponsors Frosted flakes—they're more than good;
1: they're great.
0: Welcome back, guys. I have with me Director of Performance Training Coach Jeremy Evans. Thank you, Jeremy, for joining us on the podcast—first ever podcast for TKF Legs Podcast. So honored honor to be a part of it. pretty cool. Yeah. So we're—he's one of the best in the in the country, easily. So, and it, it shows based on the fact that he just won Florida State Strength Coach of the Year.
3: Um, which I know is a big honor for you. Jeremy, If you want to talk a little, bit, a little bit about that? Yeah, the uh, the National High School Strength and Distance Association has only been around for about five years. I've been to every one of their national conferences. It happens in uh, in June every summer, which is pretty cool. Uh, before the NHS was created, there was only the Collegiate Strength Coach Association, so the CSCCA, which is for all college strength coach, which I was – A part of that organization for a while when i was in college Um, and then there's the nsca the national strength coach association that's for like personal trainers nfl strength coaches mlb strength coach nba any kind of uh somebody outside college but there was never really a a, a organization for high school strength coaches and to be honest high school strength coaches is kind of a new thing Um, you know texas is kind of blown up there's a lot of high school strength coaches in texas places like south carolina um, but you know in alabama and florida and and uh, other states a lot of states around the country there really isn't that many high school strength coaches. It's kind of a new profession. So this organization came up um, about five or six years ago, really cool, and, and they've started this award thing about four years ago, I believe. There's National Strength coach of the Year. There's Regional Strength coach of the Year, so you can win the whole southeast region as the region we're in. Uh, so that's, that's the next goal of mine and you can win State Strength Coach of the Year. So I've won the first one, uh, Florida State Strength Coach of the Year, but the goal is to get bigger, to win the Regional Strength Coach of the Year in the next couple of years, and then eventually you have to be a high school strength coach for 10 years to even be uh, nominated for National Strength Coach of the Year, but that will be the goal one day. Um, I haven't been at the high school level as, as long uh, to get nominated for that one. So. Is the regional one, do you need a
0: certain amount of years
3: for that? I believe it's five years, and I just uh, got five years last year at, at the high school level, so there it's pretty go. neat. Uh, so I've, I've been nominated actually three years in a row, but I wasn't even qualified to even win it the last two years in a row because I didn't have five <laughs> years at high school. So pretty neat that I've been nominated that many times. It didn't even meet the criteria, so I finally <laughs> met the criteria this year and won it, so pretty pretty cool. So they were just waiting for you to hit that five year, and they're like, yeah. "All right, here we go." <laughs> the year, the year football I went to state championship for the first time in school history. I got nominated several times and wasn't even qualified to win it, so it's pretty neat. That's awesome. So we just got over the summer workouts.
0: Um, now, I mean, obviously, all the fall sports are right into it. So, from your perspective, how did the summer workouts go? I know you got the football in the morning, and then you had two other levels. Um, just explain a little bit about that and how it met your expectations, and what you're looking forward to maybe improving from that next year, next summer.
3: Yeah, so this is really our fourth real summer with a real sports performance program. The weight room got built four years ago. We hired two full-time strength coaches on staff. So it's kind of gotten bigger every summer. Obviously, football does a great job. The coaches are balled in. The, the kids are dialed in. Um, and so 8.30 in the morning to 10.30, have football four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. We give them Wednesdays off to do some football skills work sometimes on Wednesday, Sometimes it's just a relaxed day. Go to the beach, take care of your body, hydrate, you know, rest, uh, recover. But, you know, football always does a great job. Um Football kind of gets a bad rap from concussion standpoint and all these things, but they actually do a great job of developing themselves in the off season. They're one of the only sports that, that won't play football all year long because you can't. It's a physical sport, and so they do a great job. We had a great attendance for those two hours, and I think we got uh, tremendously better, which we always do every summer, and I think it'll show up on Friday nights. Um, and then you come back in the evening time. We offer some evening groups. Uh, from 4 to 5 p.m., we have what's called Level 1. Uh, from 5 to 6 p.m., we have what's called Level 2. So Level 1 would be – Athletes that aren't using a lot of uh, weight, so a lot of body weight. So, your swimmers, your cross country athletes, your middle school athletes are just now getting into like what's JV look like, what's varsity sports look like. So, a lot of uh, lower level lifting, a lot of bands, a lot of kettlebells, a lot of dumbbells, not a lot of barbell stuff going on in that group. That group turned out pretty good. A lot of high school or a lot of middle school guys showed up and girls, um, lots of swimmers, some cross country kids, things like that. The level two from 5 to 6 p.m. is supposed to be JV, varsity, uh, baseball, basketball, uh, lacrosse volleyball all those sports that group is not didn't meet my expectations is the way i really wanted it to um i think the youth sports system has kind of gotten out of hand in america if you look at how other countries do things we do things a little bit differently Uh, i don't think baseball players should be playing all summer and all fall and then going right into their high school season and and we wonder why you know we have 16 year old kids getting tommy john surgery in america and that's, that's not happening anywhere else but that's for another conversation uh again basketball is traveling and playing basketball and the way recruiting is set up, a lot of people get recruited by playing these travel ball leagues, but it's kind of it's kind of crazy that they don't stop and take time to develop themselves as an athlete, get bigger, stronger, faster, be able to attack your, your, uh, your high school season. It's kind of like for baseball and some of these other sports, your high school season is kind of getting pushed to the back burner because people are getting recruited and things through these travel leagues. So America's gotten a little crazy with all the travel AEU stuff, but that's a whole other conversation. So the 5 to 6 p.m. group, A decent amount of kids show up, had a few basketball girls, a few basketball guys, uh, maybe one or two baseball guys, uh, maybe one or two volleyball girls. But, again, they're traveling, they're doing things all summer, so it's expected that, you know, unless you tackle the whole country and figure out what the problem is and and where we've gone out of hand, uh, there's nothing we can really do about that. But I would love to see those groups get bigger as the summers go on. Yeah. So I I was actually having a conversation with Coach Mitchell, same
0: exact thing. He's like, I want my athletes out there running with me, getting the miles in. Instead, some of them were – doing some off campus type stuff. So I know that's definitely kind of a crazy, it's conflicting from the high school level to doing their things in the, the travel circuit as well. Okay. Um, so we have some student faculty parent questions that were sent in through our Instagram at TK Lions. So we had a lot of responses. So we're just going to go through a couple of these and then just a couple of funny ones that some of the students asked uh, that know Jerby pretty well. So first question um, as a, as a coach, what are some of your major strengths and
3: weaknesses that you would say you have as a coach? And maybe just go into a couple. Um, I say let's start with weaknesses because that's probably the the bad news versus the good news. Weaknesses, things that I'm still trying to get better at. Um, Patience. Sometimes I have a hard time kind of being patient uh, with certain individuals and some people don't have the same goals that I have. You know, I've been working out since I was like 13 years old. It's always been a passion of mine and and being healthy and and, uh, and being active has always been a thing, but that's not everybody. So, you know, empathy of being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes is a, is a huge uh, character trait for a coach, and I would say that's something I'm still trying to get better at, of how do I put myself into somebody's shoes that I don't really relate with. Um, you know, I'm, I'm from the country part of Alabama, born and raised uh, with not a lot of money, uh, never been to a private school in my life until now, so it's sometimes it's hard to sit back and put myself in somebody's shoes at the Kings Academy and really figure out how to connect with those with some of these kids that I, that I train. Uh, I think I've done a decent job, and I've, I've been able to step back and, and really try to put myself in their situation. Like, listen, you know, this this guy or this girl just doesn't really want to lift, doesn't really understand the benefits, and re- how can I connect and, and put those puzzle pieces together? You know, you got a kid that says they want to go D1 or they want to play college baseball or basketball, but they're not putting the pieces together, what the weight room could do for them so, you know, empathy and patience and, you know, just trying to make those connections. I think I've done a decent job. It's something I can definitely get better at, and I'm always trying to get better at. Strengths. Um, I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, I think it, that shows every day in the weight room. I think there's very few times where somebody can tell that something in my, in my personal life is bothering me or something like that. Maybe there's something going on in my personal life. It doesn't bleed into the weight room uh, very well. So no matter what, I come to work every day trying to get better, trying to make everybody around me better. Uh, and that's just been a passion of mine my whole life. I've never been a sport coach. I've never coached football or basketball or baseball. I've, I've just been a strength coach my whole life. So when I walk in that weight room in the morning, it's, it's go time. This is what I do for a living. It's what p- God's put me here for, and I want to do it to the best of my ability. And, uh, you know, I kind of told God years ago that I wouldn't say no to anything to put in front of me. And so when the Kings Academy called four years ago, it's yes, yes, yes. And uh, and I've tried to make this pack, you know, kind of Dabo Sweeney kind of talks about, you know, the, the impact when you get to heaven of being like, you know, everybody I put in front of you, you, you impacted in some way. You didn't waste the opportunity that I gave you. And so that's what I kind of look for. So I'm very passionate about what I do. I think it, it helps a lot of people. I think it impacts a lot of lives. You look at the whole COVID thing, um, the people who were kind of obese and overweight and had, you know, had different issues going on. The people who impacted the most for the most part, unless there was some kind of underlying condition, which is cool because my whole life I've tried to help people be healthy, be active, eat right, do the do the right things so that you can live a long time and not have all these issues. And so that's been kind of neat connection to see what I've spent my whole life doing is kind of helping with this crazy disease we have going on. Uh, so that's kind of strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And for those who want
0: to hear a bit more about
3: kind of your backstory, you you sent me the
0: podcast was a big time. Big time strength. Um, big time strength. Uh, and there
3: was another one that I was on a couple of years ago. I'm trying to think of the name of it now, but uh, they have been a couple of other podcasts you guys can check out. Um, yeah, Big Time Straight was cool because uh, they, they kind of like, hey, Jeremy, kind of tell me
0: about yourself and your uh, your story. And I got kind of listened to that. And I haven't, I didn't even get to, like, hear all those type of things or know all that about you. So it, when you talk about how God puts, puts something in front of you and then you, like, accept that challenge, you accept what he put there. And you're like, hey, God, if this is the direction you want me for me, I'm going to take it. Um, and you can definitely see the way your story has led you to hear that God has a lot of work into that. So it's really cool. Yeah. Um, that was kind of an interview question to start off. <laughs> maybe your strengths and weaknesses. That's not an easy one to answer, but you did an awesome job with it. Um, next one. Would, would you say you moder- mo- uh, model your coaching style after someone specific, maybe somebody, someone you were under? Um, was there somebody that you modeled your coaching style after, you would say?
3: Um, I have a lot of great mentors coming through the ranks. Uh, when I was an intern at South Alabama and Mobile, where I'm from, um, I was around Division One football. The strength coach there, obviously, a one football strength coach was kind of Hoorah! jumping yelling getting after all the time so i've stolen a little bit from him um he was great at program design so to get people stronger faster bigger he was awesome at that um and so i've stolen some of those things from him the next stop i made was university of west florida um and super down-to-earth strength coach there from texas the guy would have us over at his house you know smoking brisket and cooking ribs and just one of the best guys i've ever been around my life wife and two kids and you just saw you know the way he was a husband the way he was a uh, coach the way he was a mentor i stole a lot of, of personal skills from him just an amazing guy um, went to a high school in texas for a year went to exos for three years exos is a place where you know you train um, the top one percent in the world whether it be special forces uh, mlb nba you know nfl nfl combine trained guys like todd Gurley and byron jones and all these guys while i was there and just a staff that I was around I and mean, we had like four strength and speed coaches on staff. We had two dietitians on staff. We had a physical therapist. We have two athletic trainers. We had a, a chef on staff and a restaurant on staff to take care of all these elite athletes. And just learning from them for, you know, I, I think three and a half years before I came to TKA was just unreal experience. Um, and I just wanted to take all that knowledge and, and go pour it into somewhere else. Um, and so I, I think I've stolen a lot from everybody. Uh, most of my Knowledge and most of my programming I honestly comes from Exos where, you know, you got the NFL players, you got the NFL combine, you got NBA, MLB, which is going to transfer to a lot of the sports I work with on a daily basis here at Kings. Just a little different variety, but uh, a lot of the things that I do, you know, from Mondays everybody, Tuesdays, lower body, Wednesdays, like a recovery slash speech, slash a Julie today, Thursdays, everybody, Fridays, lower body, the kind of system that we follow, I think is, is mostly from Exos, to be honest. Mm. And I, this is a personal question,
0: but going from Exos, you said top 1% in the world. What's like the major difference
3: between that and now high schoolers? Um, the major difference is, is why I came here. You know, I don't wanna work the top one percent in the world. They're gonna be the top one percent in the world no matter what I do, you know. Mm. The Navy SEALs, the Green Berets, all those guys, like our tax dollars have put in have put literally million dollars in each one of those guys to train them to be the way they are and, and they already had that mindset going in, so no matter what I did I couldn't mess them up. Uh, Todd Gurley was gonna to be Todd Gurley no matter what I did. You know, Byron Jones was gonna break that broad jump record no matter what I did and so I just felt like, you know, after three and a half years, I kind of got a little bored. I kind of got a little complacent. I kind of got like, you know, I didn't get into coaching to to not make an impact on somebody. I wanted to go make an impact again, and so – the main difference is, you know, go from one, the top one percent of the world to the you know, probably the bottom <laughs> the bottom ten percent of the world. We got we do have some some amazing athletes here, but, you know, for the most part, I'm just preparing these guys for life. There's a lot of things you can learn, you know, from the iron from the weight room that are gonna impact your life. You know, how do you set goals? How do you achieve those goals? How do you persist when things are not easy? Um, and you can learn a lot of things in the weight room that apply to life. And so yeah, we do have the athletes that go play college athletics, but uh, and I do want to help them, you know, reach the next level. But there's a lot of guys I just want to teach about life because there's a lot of things you can learn, uh, like I said, in the weight room that apply to life. So I guess the biggest difference is uh, just the impact that you can make at this level. That's why I'm here. I don't want to be college. I don't want to be NFL. I don't want to be NBA. could care less. Those guys are going to be genetic, you know, monster athletes no matter what I do. I want to help the guys who, without a sports performance program, they would not make it to the next level. Without sports performance program, they had no chance of playing college athletics without sports sports program. You know, there, maybe there's times in life where they go through some hard things. You know what, I went through worse than this in high school. And, you know, football workouts are two hours out in 100 degrees. weather it was was worse than college final exams, like this is nothing, you know. So that's the major difference. Probably nothing more rewarding than getting a, a text or a
0: call from a guy that's uh, two years removed as an alumni saying, hey, coach, I mean, with the t- stuff that you taught me. Uh, is more than just uh, the performance stuff but the stuff you actually taught
3: me it's it's really paying off in my life so and i'm sure you receive that stuff all the time yeah i've had a lot of really cool um situations like last year during covid um and i could talk about this for another 30 minutes (laughs) but uh we had a speaker at chapel um before covid happened he brought in this big parachute and he talked about you know the the importance of the person who packs your parachute for you. And he had everybody come up and cut a piece of the parachute and said, keep this. And at some point in your life, give this to somebody who's packed your parachute for you, who's prepared Mm -hmm. you for life. And we go through COVID and we didn't get to see your senior class graduate. And and basically like the day after graduation, I got this letter in mail from a kid and he had that piece of parachute in it and wrote this whole letter about like he was, he was not from America. He was living here, and so he didn't really have a father figure here in the in the states. And like I was his biggest father figure for I think I had him three years every day in weight training. Wow. And uh, that was that was huge. I mean, literally like crying in my in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> I've had college athletes text me. You know, I've had a couple guys. Hunter Furtado, Wake Forest, yeah. just transferred to Bama. Jake uh, Girardi at NGU that walk into college and, you know, they had the freshmen on their own workout and they got the, the other guys working out in a different group and they bumped – within two days they're bumped up to the higher level group because they're, they're so much stronger than all the freshmen and know how to do things better than most of the freshmen. And so they're getting bumped from the freshman group up or, you know, I've had stories of guys maxing out within the first week at college and they're blowing all the freshmen away and they're beating some of the seniors on their maxes in the weight room as far as squat and cleaning and those things. And so, uh, yeah, some of those are the best, um, you know, because sometimes – at the high school level you don't always see the fruit you know so they get those texts and they get those phone calls and this summer we had you know last year's COVID so we didn't get the alumni to come back to work out with us that play football and things and so this summer comes around and our first two weeks I think we had man seven or eight college football players come back mm, yep. alumni and train with us for two weeks while they were here not just sit on their couch not just go to you know LA Fitness but come train for two hours a football team which is really cool to see and and honestly nothing against whatever college they go to, but, you know, they say that the workouts here are better than what they were doing in college, and some of the colleges don't have full-time strength or some of the colleges don't have the weight room that we have and the facility we have, so really cool to see. Yeah, so, and I would just say that's an announcement to anybody listening to you that's coming new to this school
0: or a freshman. I mean, if you get four years with this guy and the program that we have and the weight room that we have, it's, you can turn it into something special. Yeah, and is, please
3: don't, like, like, I know we have a lot of Christian values here. Please don't take that as an ego thing. I'm very confident because... I've spent a lot of time trying to be the best at what I do. Like, there's no point in doing what you do unless you want to be the best. I don't care if you're a garbage person, if you're, you know, whoever you are, be the best at what you do. And so it's not an ego thing, it's a confidence thing because I I, I literally listen to podcasts every day. I read books every day. I go to conferences every year, over and over. I reach out to other coaches. We have a Bible study with strength coaches all around the country that I've been a part of for three years. So I always have somebody to bounce ideas off of. And uh, it could be anybody in my shoes, but the facilities we have here, the coaches we have here are going to make a difference no matter who it is. There's, I, I can name ten guys right now that can be in my shoes and make a bigger impact. But, um, you know, being a part of this program for four years will change your life, no matter who's, you know, running the program. It doesn't have to be me. It could be any certified strength coach, as long as you have a real certified strength coach, which most high schools don't have. Yeah, really
0: cool. And uh, we got two. Yeah. So, Taylor Smith. <laughs> um i mean i would love to have you go more about her because i know she's something special too so um but we're running out of time so (laughs) um okay so it's a couple of fun questions so it's gonna be spitfire right Mm -hmm. and they're pretty quick anyway so um a couple of the guys that know you obviously ask these questions
3: (laughs) um what is your max bench So that question is always tricky because I don't know if you're asking max ever, like best lifetime or right now. Max ever, I set a goal in college to hit 315, three plates on each side, and I was about probably 180, 185 pounds. So that was a pretty big goal, and it took me months to get it, and I finally got it, 315 on bench. Right now I'm probably sitting around 275 or so. Had a couple little shorter things I've been dealing with, so I haven't benched a ton, but if I lay down right now, I probably can hit around 265, 275, no problem. There you go. Um. So, what is, uh, when's Max Week, actually? That's, that's another question here. Uh, max Week, for the guys that have been around the program for a long time, they know we max out uh, at the end of every semester. So, in December, right before final exams, we have our final exams, which is Max Week. And at the end of the school year in May, right before finals, we have our, our final exam, which is Max Week, which is pretty cool. A lot of schools do things differently. I don't believe in wasting a lot of time uh, doing maxes in the beginning of the year. There's some schools week one day one they're maxing kids out some of the kids have never lifted in their lives you got a freshman that comes in never lifted we got kids from different countries coming never lifted so I don't believe in maxing day one I think it's a waste of time it is cool to see hey man it's what you did first week of August that's what you did now but it's kind of a waste of a week to me and the and the, the risk of injury versus the reward you get from uh, from maxing week one is kind of silly to me so I don't do that but we maxed out at this school uh, the first week of December, basically, and the first week of May, basically, give or take a week or so. And uh, we max it on five things. We do bench press. We do pull-ups. We do hang clean. We do some kind of squat, whether it be back squat, trap bar, deadlift, or front squat. You can kind of pick. I don't, I don't make somebody back squat. Uh, and what am I missing? Vertical jump. And so those five things. we And I have I have maxes for the last four years for every semester. And you can go back and see some of the guys like Sean Corgan, who's with me for four years every single day. <laughs> Some of the maxes are, are, will blow you away. Stinton Quay just uh, went out to play D1 football. Sean's playing D2 football with Corey Croda up at NGU. And you can see their maxes for four years straight, and it's pretty amazing. I think Sean actually bench pressed more than he squatted his freshman year, his senior year. So right before he left for college, he hit 300 pounds on his bench, and he weighs about a 65. And the first time I look back at his freshman year, he didn't even squat 300 pounds. So That's pretty, crazy. pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, I remember you posting that on Instagram. I was like, my goodness, that man at that weight did 300? Yeah, I was in college, and I weighed about a buck eighty and, and barely hit 315. This kid hit 300 pounds at buck sixty five in high school. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, yeah, he, he's a beast. And he, I know his work ethic in the weight room was pretty pretty high level. So Yeah, I don't think he – he was in weight training every day that I've been here for four years, just graduated, and I don't think he missed a single summer workout the whole time I was here, or the whole time wow. he was here with me. So
0: That's something that – prioritizes that so you can tell the results they speak for themselves so right, here's a funny question um and it's probably gonna be a quick answer because i know i would have a similar answer would you let mark
3: Hanna cut your hair i wouldn't let mark hannah within 10 feet of me to do anything <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope mark listens to this uh don't cry mark it's okay right
0: Pe- some people would let you cut your hair but uh, not him um what is your morning beard
3: routine oh don't have a beard routine this is all natural uh (laughs) if i had to result you know had to fall back to a beard routine i probably just shave it off because i really don't have time for any other routines in my life uh that's why my hair is pretty much always shaved Beards always pretty much uh kept up now i've been around some other guys you know at strength coach conferences and things where they got this this beard shampoo and this beard oil they're putting in i'm like man we got a speaker at eight o'clock let's go and they're putting all this stuff i don't i don't really have time for that so if it's not natural it's just gone i don't have time for it
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so that just shows you can have a nice beard without having a bunch of random stuff to do.
3: Yeah, the uh, hair gel and so. all those things don't don't flip my boat. So I'm not eat. I'm not touching any of that stuff. By the
0: way, that was Taylor Smith that sent that one. in. So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> she's like she's impressed. Clearly, she's been, she's been like,
3: around a lot of strength coaches, so she probably has some some serious beard routines. Uh, she's true. been around. I don't have any.
0: She's got, he's got nothing. This nothing. is just
3: beautiful, born this way. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, last
3: question for me. Who's winning uh, the next college football national championship? I, I, don't, with that. I don't know if Alabama's ever going to lose again. <laughs> uh, it's funny, in the strength coach community, If you follow strength coaches on Twitter and, and different things. There's a group of us that are, like, really good friends. We go to conferences together. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys really know all these behind-the-scenes details, but um, Nick Saban had this strength coach for about the first decade of his time, and, and he left and went to Georgia last offseason right before COVID hit. And they hired these two sports science guys. One's a strength coach, one's more of a sports scientist as they've been, they've been together for years from IMG to Indiana to the schools. And they end up together at, at Alabama and everybody in the strength coach community was like with that budget and with those athletes, with those strength coaches. So they trained their whole sports performance program. I mean, they're doing GPS tracking. They know how fast the guys are running practice. They know how many miles the guys covered at practice. They know how much the backups did. Like they're doing velocity-based training and waiting for everybody. And they get the best athletes in the world and they have – Unlimited budget for the most part, and uh, when those guys got hired right before COVID, every strength in the country was like, they may never lose again. And the season rolls around, and they never lose a game. In an <laughs> SEC schedule, where most years you have kind of one or two down games to rest, they had an all-SEC schedule and never lost a game and won the Natty. So, I don't know if they're going to lose again for a long time. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, SEC championship seems like the championship game,
0: almost, at this point. It's so. been that way for about It's been a like decade. that way. Clemson, <laughs> Clemson sprinkles in every now and then, yeah. but, yeah. Alabama kind of has a hold on that. But, hey, Jeremy, I really appreciate you joining us. Um, So much insight, guys. Uh, So, you know, he's around. If you go to King's Academy and you don't take advantage of what this man does day in, day out, uh, you're missing out. So, Jeremy, appreciate it, man. Yeah, honored to be here. Yep, we'll have him on again. So uh, stay tuned. We're going to be going into our next segment, segment, which is what's going on in the world of sports. But first, a word from our corporate sponsor.
2: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto parts. Wow!
0: Welcome back, everybody. We're going to our next segment, which is what's going on in the world,
1: world of, sports. of sports
0: rankings. Who doesn't love a good sports ranking? I love sports rankings. Jacob?
1: I mean, I like them as long as I know who's uh, being ranked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love. I absolutely love
2: sports rankings, and I love. <laughs> I love debating.
0: Yeah, I know they're really, really fun and really controversial. But um, in honor of, of the Hall of Fame inductee, Peyton Manning. We're gonna do some quarterback rankings. So top QBs of all time. We're doing that. Top five. Uh, top five. We're gonna do top five. We did. Oh wow. Yeah, we did a top hundred.
1: That'd uh, be. that be. I really <laughs> wouldn't know. I wouldn't. It would stop at ten. He's I like, barely oh, know I six. Know no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> uh, Ray, Ray, give me your top five quarterbacks of all time.
2: So my top five quarterbacks of all time. Number one is the goat, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Okay. Seven Super Bowls. Undisputable. At number two, I have the regular season go of Peyton Manning. All right, all just right. got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Peyton, we love I, your forehead. Three at <laughs> three and four, it's a little That's bit good. uh interchangeable for me. Okay, but I'll go uh three Joe Montana, four Aaron Rodgers. Okay, right. That's and then solid. Uh, five, I'm gonna give it to the the old timer Johnny Unitas. Johnny U hmm. uh,
0: makes a tough
1: Ranking. I don't know. Uh
0: what are you playing? The 60s? I don't 50s? even know. I just okay, Johnny. You, yeah. Indianapolis Colts. Oh, legend. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Jacob heard that name for the first <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Here, um, Ryan,
1: let's let's hear your rankings. You want to hear my rankings? Yeah, I want to hear yours. You want to hear mine? I want okay. y- no. Um, I'm kidding. I want to hear <laughs> you, your okay, ranking. you hear yes.
0: rankings. Yes, all right, here we go. This is kind of crazy. I thought we had the exact same rankings. Oh, uh, me and uh, Ray Ray. So, the top four. Are are actually the exact same. So, I had Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, number two, Joe Montana, number three, Aaron Rodgers, number four. John then Ellen. I threw in a John Elway. Yep, guess uh, So, oh, for wow. those that know me, I'm a Broncos fan. So, the chance to throw Sorry. two... Bron- <laughs> Take that back. Um, <laughs> the chance to throw two Broncos into my rankings, Yeah. I had. To. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. I mean, John Elway, two rings. I mean... That famous helicopter touchdown dive, (laughs) I mean, come on, that man deserves it, so uh, we'll go into honorable mentions in a minute, Um, but we'll we'll hear uh, Jacob Rinker's rankings, so Jacob, give us our top five quarterbacks over there.
1: All right, yeah, so I'm actually going to go the complete opposite, I'm actually going to go last to first. Uh, not a bad idea. Not so, a bad you know, because if you I like, know why you gotta be guys, be okay. aware. That's going to be awesome. No, so, my last one, my last one's going to be Dan Marino.
0: <laughs> <laughs> First of all, why did you laugh immediately when you said your own rankings? <laughs>
1: because I saw your face. I saw your reaction. Because this would be as soon as I said Dan Marino. Right, Dan Marino's you just, number five. All right, Dan Marino's on. number five. Go, I'm go. a Dolphins fan. Dolphins fan. <laughs> Greatest quarterback to ever, like, never got a ring. Okay. It's because like, at the time his defense really sucked. I mean, like he was a great quarterback. It was just like, you He's know. a
2: statistical quarterback. That's yeah. what he was.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: I really say because the air he played in, where they ran the ball a lot more, that mm-hmm. he was kind of like that first guy that really, they were tossing it all over the
1: place. So oh, it's yeah. Ever,
2: it's, like, kind of it's like watching Patrick Mahomes today. It's really, Dan Marino was like watching that quarterback that yeah. everybody wanted to go see play. Yeah. But so the, the
1: next. Man
0: can sling it.
1: Oh, 100%. All right, so number four, 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 number four, Bob Bob Greasy. (laughs) (laughs) He was good. He led the Dolphins. I am
0: standing up staring at Jacob Rinker right now. Hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. Jacob,
0: four, Bob Greasy?
1: (laughs) Hold on, hold on. He led the Dolphins to the undefeated season and to win the Super Bowl. Think about it. Alright, now the next one, now they get different. It might not be now the they top get...
2: 25, but...
1: It's fine. Undefeated season, I Undefeated season, win them. the Super Bowl. They can interchange. They're interchangeable. Tamarino and Bob Greasy, can, you know, they can switch. Alright, let's go. Alright, next is Josh Allen.
2: <laughs> Alright, get off the podcast. <laughs> Hold on. Why are you here? Josh Allen.
1: Josh <laughs> okay. Allen, oh... Okay, all three of them could be switched to interchange. All three all right, of can them. Can we hear your two and one so I can get All right, yeah, two my better. two and one, my two and one, my two is Joe Montana. Number one is obviously Tom Brady. Okay. So now at least I have somewhat of a brain. Uh, wow, that's still questionable. But <laughs> right, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can't argue against. So that. Josh,
2: oh, J- oh, wow. Josh Allen, after a, a terrible first two seasons of his career, comes in third season. Listen, all I'm going to say is was, he
1: wiped out the Dolphins twice, and I mean that's you know that's pretty good. So
0: he's going based on his limited. Okay, how many? How long have you been watching football, Jacob over here?
1: Well, like, I've been watching the years. Dolphins for about four, four years, maybe. Okay, so
0: that's where his Josh Allen comes from. Um. So yeah. Now I was actually going to get into a next question, which was going to be like project. A quarterback like I was thinking patty Mahomes Had oh project yeah. him you think he's gonna be a top guy, five guy of all time at some point in his career we'll get to that though thanks for ruining it with adding Josh Allen at three <laughs> so great Um
1: I'm just God. saying he, he wasn't that bad
0: all right well first of all we all can agree Tom Brady number one. Oh, 100% yes
1: Tom Brady yes
0: and for he, me personally and I was a little biased with Peyton Manning okay I love Peyton Manning I think he is the highest intellect of any guy that's ever played in the NFL Okay. Yeah. And I know it's a lot. I have a lot of like tape on him. I've watched him a lot. So it's obviously easy for me to say that. But Peyton Manning would be, is for me, just because of his intelligence yeah. in football, his preparation yeah. he's done. I mean, even Bill Belichick came out with a quote recently um, saying that he's the most intelligent player or hardest quarterback to game plan against. I remember you were saying, yeah. Yeah.
1: That, yeah. He's, so, that
2: he's ever coached against. So yeah. for me, uh, I totally agree. I think Peyton Manning is definitely the second. Um, reason being, Peyton Manning. Although he's he's never had the greatest teams, and the two years that he did, he had a stacked Broncos team that one season when he, he won did. the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. He did. Von Miller, the goat in that game versus Cam Newton, but um, I think uh, Peyton Manning's the regular season goat. He five MVPs. That's that's insane. Although yeah, Tom record. Tom Brady has his seven rings. Seven rings can be d- disputed to be a team stat, but. When you win more than 50% of the seasons that you play, you win the Super Bowl.
1: Also, when you bring a team, like, your first year yeah. ever to the Super Bowl. I that's mean, big time. And yeah. that is – that's really impressive. And he
2: leads almost every yardage, oh, completion, yeah. oh, touchdowns, yeah. that in the playoffs and in the entire league. So,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. I never used to be a Tom Brady fan, I will be honest. Like, I was like, oh, Patriot. I just never really liked the guy. And then it wasn't until, like, recently, you know, actually probably his last time with the Patriots and then this year with the Bucks. Um, I was like, okay, he's actually pretty solid. Because, I mean, as a Florida, as, living in Florida, yeah. I'm going to root for, I mean, obviously, Miami Dolphins first for football. But besides that, I will root for any other f- Florida team, doesn't matter what sport. And yeah, so, a lot of fans like that I can, exactly. Yeah. So when I went during the Super Bowl, I was like, okay, he's pretty, you know, he's actually really good. And I have to give him credit where credit is due. And he, yeah. he like, knocked it out of the park. He yeah, was that amazing. That was a big
0: thing for me, if I'm going to be honest. I, oh, was, yeah. I was a guy that had before this Tampa Bay Super Bowl ring that he got, I was like, Peyton Manning is arguably number one. Arguably. Then you had Joe Montana if you put in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think it was all three of those guys really could have been at number one before he won this ring, in my opinion. Yeah. And when you see a guy that goes, because Bill Belichick, you can't, like one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's, yeah. All his rings were with Tom Brady. Tom Brady had Bill Belichick. So when you, when you, do, you have those guys together, you can't tell how much of the glory goes to each one. But when you see them separated, and you see Tom Brady go to a different coach, Bruce Arians hasn't won a ring before, has struggled somewhat in his career. He's had good seasons, mm-hmm. um, and win a Super Bowl in the first season with that team after struggling at the beginning of the year. Like it didn't look like it's, they were gonna put it together. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. Like you have to give it to him.
1: Yeah, it's not... I was I was also like listening to like a co- quote that the uh, the coach said, and the coach was like, Yeah, he goes sometimes Tom Brady was out there, and then I'll let him be like the head of the team for a little bit, yeah. and he will coach the entire team um which is i mean honestly is probably like a good thing to do because he's very well experienced yeah, when tom
0: brady comes up to you and says hey i want to run this play i think you kind of say yes <laughs> oh yeah no <laughs> hey, tom, i yeah tom, I, you I, do it, yeah, yeah, month, yeah, yeah yeah, sure why not i mean tom yeah. that's actually a good call i was kind of thinking of that next play anyway so yeah Yeah, i was actually to going tom
1: to let now. you do that anyways yeah, so exactly. good thing tom. that you said Thank that
0: you, tom i know we're on, we're on the same page tom we're on the same page
2: tom. and then if i could say one more thing yeah, i think ahead. um if we were ba- obviously tom brady pay manning not the most athletic guy so want to give a little <laughs> bit of props here to Aaron Rodgers who, if we were okay, basing yeah. it off skill and athleticism, the way that Aaron Rodgers, all of his Hail Mary's great throws, the way that he, he – my dad told me a story that uh, when Aaron Rodgers was going into the combine, he actually did a – he was doing like something for ESPN, and he got to meet Aaron Rodgers and watch him. And he was running with the cornerbacks, and oh, safeties, wow. and he was running the same 40s, the, all the footwork and everything. That's wow. Impressive. And just – crazy and how now that he's getting older and he's still doing all that great stuff and for the Packers, which I think they're going to have a great season. I think that he could really be the most athletic quarterback to ever play the game.
0: We see the man scramble. Like you're like,
1: Oh Yeah.
0: When he picks up, like you think, you're only, he's not going to get the corner. He's going to pick up five yards. Dude turns it into like twenty. Yeah, yeah. And he throws it across that's his mean. body, sixty yeah. yards.
2: Yeah, from the few <laughs> games
1: I've seen him, yeah, it's yeah. it's impressive.
0: I would say, and I think Ray Ray, because it sounds like you really like Aaron Rodgers from a talent perspective.
1: Honestly, I,
2: I'm not a big fan
1: oh,
0: of you're Aaron not. Rodgers. Okay. I just personality.
2: I res- respect <laughs> to where respect <laughs> is due. Like, yeah, right. guy, right. that's yeah. fair. I respect the fact that you respect yeah. that. So, like,
0: <laughs> but no, I would say talent-wise, he might be number one. Yeah. Like, realistically. Because, like,
2: obviously there's better scramblers than him, but just the, the two together, yeah, you can't dumb... really beat it, yeah. honestly.
0: You're right. You're right. Um, I want to go a little bit more into honorable mentions. And, honestly, Joe Montana, five rings, I think we kind of all agree that he's got to yeah. be in there. Yeah. Five. Not even well, just I the put five him... rings, but the dude was pretty athletic. Okay?
1: I mean, I put um, him on my list. Put... <laughs> <laughs> Number two. <laughs> I mean, he was there. He was yeah. on the list. If he's on
2: Jacob's
0: list – Maybe he's
1: oh, yeah, no, on list. Yeah, no, listen. He's <laughs> going to be amazing if he's on your list. Especially
3: when
0: you have freaking Bob Greasy at four. Oh my
1: God. Listen, oh, listen, listen. If anybody, with the exception of like Tom Brady, if anybody listening actually has their quarterbacks like on their list the same as mine, you might want to rethink your list because I don't know a whole much about football. That's all I'm going to say.
0: I'm thinking that the audience can tell. I I'm really just hope say so. I think.
1: Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> um, Thanks, Ryan. I love you. Um, and oh. another
0: news, another news. Uh, my honorable mention, I actually kind of had which I actually wanted to tell you guys. Okay, before, okay. skip this. I skip this part. It's okay, but first podcast, we're good. Um, we actually I actually took up some of the reputable sources and took their top 5 to kind of compare it to ours. Uh, Pro Football Network went Tom Brady 1, Aaron Rodgers 2, Peyton Manning 3, Joe Montana 4 and Dan Marino 5. Jacobs looking a little smarter right
1: now. Let's go.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, let's not get ahead of, yeah, ourselves, not ahead of ourselves.
1: Wait, that. but I was I mean yeah, or jagged, whatever, uh, yeah, whatever. Okay, next.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> Fan sided with uh, MSN had Tom Brady one Joe Montana two Joe, John Elway three, uh, I'm looking pretty good there. Peyton Manning four Drew Brees five. That's an interesting one, Drew
2: Brees. Wow, I'm, I'm kind of
1: like, I got Dan Marino fifth and Joe Montana second. I mean, I'm doing pretty good.
2: Honestly, I have Drew Brees right out, right outside. the The main argument for Drew Brees not being top five is that he was really never a top three quarterback of his decade because you have Tom Brady. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, and Peyton uh, yeah. Manning. So it's like – and Drew Brees, was he ever the best quarterback in the league at one point? I don't think so. It's really so, tough to
0: think that he was. I mean, with Tom yeah, Brady there every year. To be
2: a top – I I put him around 10, 8, 9, 10, maybe right outside. But uh, that's the main argument for me was – he really was never the most dominant quarterback in the league at one point.
1: Well, Drew Brees, please remind me again. I mean, the past season, they didn't he do something like in the middle of the game, like it was like a big, like oh, it's like a thousand or something like that. Yeah, but uh, what was it? He, so, he I know yeah, that's not like important. Right. He but
2: passed. Um, well, first of all, he has the best completion percentage of all time. Okay. But um, second, he passed. He got the most yards in the NFL. But I think oh. Brady's gonna pass it again. So. Yeah, anyway, yeah I, not, I know him and Brady not, were going to be the touchdowns as yeah. well. I know Brady's yeah. got
0: the touchdowns down right now. Cause yeah, um, one ring. To That's all him. I gotta say. Yeah. He only has one ring. I have met six, but uh, he kind of need to get one more for me. Yeah, they break the top five. One so. ring to rule them all. Uh, thanks for your contribution. <laughs> Sorry. Right, I just, gonna just, move anyways, <laughs> gonna move well, what on. about
1: wait? Because you did say though that you wanted to do projections. Um,
0: Projections. Well, yeah. if we, we didn't hit 12 minutes oh, um, already in our quarterback, well, I think we would do that. That's fair. That's, 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 that's another well, rule. I guess seven. we
2: could just say <laughs> that would be a good way yeah. just say where we think Pat Mahomes will end up. Like, that's just fine. say a number and we'll move on.
0: All right. Patrick Mahomes, where does he project, in your opinion, top five in his career? Huh. Actually, could be outside top five if you think so. We'll start with Ray Ray. Go ahead.
2: Honestly, Patrick Mahomes, right now, he's the best quarterback in the league, which Drew Brees never was. Pat Mahomes already Shade. already has an MVP, already has a Super Bowl, and uh, I think he's just gonna keep trending with that great ten year deal. And uh, honestly, I think he cracks cracks the top five. I don't know if he beats Aaron Rodgers. I think he'll be in that spot between Joe Montana and Aaron Rodgers by the end of his career. Because I've never seen a quarterback that good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jacob.
1: Oh, you okay? You want me to go? Yeah, okay. Go Patty. So um. After watching that one Super Bowl, like the the previous one with mm-hmm. a Tom Brady, I don't know. Um, so I feel like I'll either go with maybe like a fourth spot. Like he might break top five. Yeah. But you know, within the next few years, maybe not in the next decade, but the next few years at least, he'd probably hit maybe the fourth spot, maybe maybe top three, maybe. Okay. But I'm so, thinking maybe number four.
0: I think be. Obviously, before last Super Bowl, I think guys were talking about, he's going to be the best quarterback of all time. Uh-huh. I think there definitely was a lot of talk about that. Um, I no. think with Brady getting seven, it's going to be tough to reach Brady level. Yeah. Yeah. Could he get past – could he get the two? I no. Think it's, I think he can. Really? I really do think he can. I think there's he, – he might be – he's the Aaron Rodgers after Aaron Rodgers, almost, yeah. in my opinion, the way he scrambles, throws the ball from unique angles, has his arm strength. Okay, um, yeah. So I would and- say I'm going two. He's going to be the second – greatest quarterback of all time by the end of his career. I will have to give him – I remember he was
1: like falling down and he did throw the ball as he was – I have to give him – okay, I see. Honestly,
2: before we move on to um, Patrick Mahomes, I'm actually going to get – I'm going to see him play when they play my team, the Cowboys, and I'm very excited (laughs) for that. And uh, also, I think – How about them Cowboys? (laughs) I think that he – Patrick Mahomes, almost any given year, has an automatic ride to the AFC championship, if not the Super Bowl. Because if you could try to debate me a team that will beat the Chiefs team in the AFC, but there's really – Yeah, not easy. Yeah, so.
0: I mean, I would think the Ravens might be the second best, in in my opinion, but they struggle so much with the Chiefs that it's hard to see them ever really getting over that hump, even though I love Lamar Jackson. I met him at a uh, Boomers in – I think it was Fort Lauderdale. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, he was just sitting there. That's where he's from. Yeah, that's where he's he from. from Boynton Beach. Oh. Boynton Beach High. Uh, oh. Let's move on to the next rankings. Since oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was just going to say I just found out that the NFL's added a new game. There's 17, 17 now. 17 games yeah. now. So stats so I thought was are up. Cool. Yeah. So, Anyways, all right. Now we can move on.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, the next rankings we are going to do now, Um, shout out to Giannis Antetokounmpo, who won the 2021 NBA championship. Uh, so in, in honor of that, we're going to discuss some NBA player rankings, current player rankings. Um so a source and this was midseason this these rankings so we're going to see if it's changed for any of us based on midseason to now uh NBC Sports had LeBron number 1 midseason Kevin Durant number 2 Giannis 3 Steph Curry 4 and James Harden 5 that was the top 5 NBC Sports midseason does it change in your guys opinion And mine, mine it does. Uh, So, honestly, look at number five, James Harden. I think we all can agree that's a tough one to keep there. He's overweight. Uh, I didn't say that. I did not say that. He's a little chubby. (laughs) But that's why he's injured. Uh, But that's the thing for another day. So, I'll start since I was last the first time. Here's my top five current NBA players with a honorable mention. Because I have to throw it in there because there's a little controversy. Okay. So, number one, I will not, until he retires, put LeBron James anywhere but one. I'm. am sorry. I don't care what he averages. I don't care if he has to rest some games. He's the best player on the planet. See, I don't
1: agree,
2: but I can respect that.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll respect yeah. it. After he was in Space Jam, I was like, he's not number one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm so, did you see it? Yeah. Oh wow. I know.
0: Um, I couldn't. I saw the previews and I was like, I just can't. I just can't.
1: listen. I like the Looney Tunes. Yeah. I mean, I Space it Jam was, one just, was amazing. Yeah, Space Jam. I was like, ah, oh, he's whatever. And oh, then no, I, I saw it in the series. Dude. Yeah, I was okay. like, Ooh.
0: number two, Giannis. Wow, wins wins an NBA championship. Wasn't on the super team. Okay, I have to put him. I have to put him respectable. respectable. I have some of them too. Number three, Kevin Durant. I think it's
1: okay. If yeah. I had him
0: any lower, I think that would be a little weird. Yeah. Okay. The, I mean, the series against the Bucks was pretty incredible. What he's doing, uh, with a, a hobbled James Harden, no Kyrie Irving taken in the Game Seven. It's pretty incredible. My fourth, Nikola Jokic. Wow. MVP. He won the MVP, I and mean, the dude averaged near a triple-double for a center. Uh, he had, like, nine assists a game. I mean, for a center, that's pretty insane. I think he literally was their best, like, ball handler as well in some cases without Jamal Murray. So he showed me a lot. Honestly, he's one of my favorite players in the league, just the way he does it, without athleticism. The dude gets off like an inch off the floor. I think, I think Jacob is definitely more athletic than Nikola Jokic.
1: And that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, you, you're very athletic, Jake. Well, I, I was good at track and field. Better, I mean, well, never mind. Okay, Anyways, continue. Number five, continue. Number five. Okay,
0: Luka Doncic is my fit. <laughs> so I'm missing one very important player that's not on my top five list who had an incredible year. I'm not. I'm gonna admit, but Steph Curry is my sixth best player
2: currently and in the NBA. I'll, I'll go next. Go ahead. Ray. And we, we, uh, can, we can
0: talk about it after that.
2: For me. He he went a span of I, I would say three weeks of getting over thirty, averaging over thirty points, missing his his uh Splash brother Stephen Curry is my number one player going to next season. Wow, I think he he would have won MVP if uh Clay was alongside him. He's cut, He came off an injury last year. He really did not have much help. He put that Warriors team on his back, and that's why I have him at one two i have kevin durant he was honestly the most dominant player in the league this season the reason he's not one for me is because although there was some injuries i feel like he should have went farther with that nets team and uh yeah that's my reasoning behind that three uh i have the uh the second best player of all time lebron james he's uh there's a good debate for his GOAT now, but he was injured. He was the best player in 2020. Him and AD brought the Lakers a championship, so that's why I have him at three. I respect I th- that. I think that he could maybe make the case for one again, depending how he plays the season off of that ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Four, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. Great season. I, the only reason I don't have him higher is because in clutch time, Chris Middleton was that man that the, got the ball. Mm. And the last, is th- fair. the last three minutes of every game, Chris Middleton was the one that was clutching up. That is fair. So that's why I have him at four, and then five I have Kawhi Leonard. I think Kawhi Leonard had a very good chance of winning the Western Conference last season and going to the finals versus the Bucks if he did not get injured. Because Paul George finally started doing something in the playoffs, and Kawhi is PG13. Kawhi is the claw. He is one of the best defenders. <laughs> he is the best defender in the league, so. So, yeah, those are my five.
0: Top five. Wow. So, we definitely uh, have some differences. Yeah, there.
2: and Luka is my close six. Okay.
0: All right. I like that. We have five, six difference there. Yeah. Listen, uh, just to, before we go to Jacob, your point about <laughs> Steph, I would probably agree with that. If he had more wins, if the team had more wins, he probably wouldn't be beat. Yeah. So. I, I do agree that he was close on the MVP race. I just have some issues with the way he plays defense. So that's why I yeah. don't have him quite up as high. So, Jacob, top five.
1: Top five. MVP All right, I'm going to do the same way I did with the with the other the, the quarterbacks. I'm going to go five. Right. Go five, be five because, you know, once I say Jacob's my number one. No one. Be
0: Laura Rinker, uh, Jacob's sister is in the back. Hey, is he like this? He's always trying to be different than people? Like he doesn't cooperate? Is that yeah. normal? She said no. yes. She well, said
1: yes. the way I'm thinking about it, once I say number one, nobody's going to care what my fifth ranking is, you know? I mean... Because it was like, oh, number one? All right, that's cool. I'm not saying saying
0: your way is better or worse than our way. I'm just
1: saying... Anyways, number five, Stephen Curry. It's Stephen. Oh, sorry, Stephen. Stephen (laughs)
2: Go, go. Sorry, sorry.
1: Number four, number four. Number four. Um... <laughs> Luka Doncic. <laughs> Sorry, I have a headache. It's.
0: Don Chich.
1: Don number Chich. Number three. Oh, man, I'm, I'm butchering these names. No, you're good. Keep going. Um, right. You can't. Oh, be honest. I can't wait to hear that. Joel Embid.
0: <laughs> Joel and Yeah, number Embid. Are you two. serious? Joel Embid. All
1: right, whatever. Anyways, my first two. Um, yes, number two. Number two. Is LeBron James. Okay. Because of Space Jam. Um, <laughs> but the first one, though, is Kevin Durant. To um, be honest,
2: doesn't make a top. Five. So you don't no. have
1: the... I. Well, at NBA, I don't really watch a whole lot. Um, I just kind of scrounged together and I was like, oh, and then I kind of put in my personal top two. But Kevin Durant, no. But on a serious note, though, I did forget because he did do something recently during. The, wasn't it like it's the most? Durant. Yeah. Didn't he do like the most? Or, um forgot. So game 7 he had what, yeah. was
0: that the game he had 49 Yeah. he had 49 points. I think I think like the, his whole game statistics was something that has never been done in playoff history. So, yeah, yeah, see he like he ended that. his season yeah. He's probably one of the best performers. The thing
2: ever seen, the so. thing about Kevin Durant is when he has an open shot he doesn't miss. Yeah, no great. matter yeah, so no matter where.
1: Kevin Durant. For that reason, I mean like cuz I was like oh that's it, I was heard about it. And I was like oh, that's pretty cool and so I just remember that and so Yeah. Kevin Durant, you know.
0: I think he's definitely a popular number one
1: yeah yeah I, he's so. my number one the know.
2: most popular right now from what i actually seen from other sources but
0: yeah i think Giannis winning a championship has definitely made for some people obviously yeah. you two not as much yeah. but for me it definitely made me think about it yeah uh just because the way he defends i mean he showed me some stuff like not just i mean his jump shot needs to work on yeah. yeah, obviously he can't. He can't make a consistent three. Like people were talking about him. Not, like he, they play better as a group when he doesn't shoot threes. Yeah, just don't shoot threes. They're telling him not to shoot threes.
1: Kind of like Shaq.
0: Yeah, well, that, well, exactly. It's a great comparison. Shaq just sh- didn't because he. Oh, did. Shaq. Well, yeah, Shaq did, but he
1: couldn't do it. He can't. <laughs> Shaq could yeah.
0: barely move. Like I'm joking, but he just, well, he's huge. They were comparing him to Shaq playoff-wise. How dominant yeah. Shaq was during his playoff runs. That's the way Giannis yeah. was in the paint. So, mm-hmm. I mean, until somebody can stop it.
2: Yeah, that's I the thing that there. does it for me is the the jump shot and the how he doesn't really he's not the best guy in clutch moments. Yeah, and to be top three on my top five, you need to be a guy in clutch moments. And my main argument for Steph too is his his inside game is really underrated. Like his layup package and everything, he's make he makes some layups that are just like spectacular and like he's just he's a great player off the ball too. So. Yeah. If I could pick one player to have on my team, it'd probably be Stephen Curry. You yeah.
0: you start NBA franchise right now, Steph Curry's your first pick.
2: Honestly, right now. That's a good question. To go I, I, we got our rankings. Okay. Yeah. I'm
0: gonna stop that. We're gonna we got our rankings. Last thing before we end the first episode of the podcast. You draft one player right now, you get for five years. Hmm. One player you get for five years. Kevin Durant. Jacob. You can't wait till I ask the question. I already
1: know what you're gonna ask, and I pick Kevin Durant. All right,
0: well, uh, I mean that's not a bad.
1: No, that's t- pretty good. It's a good case.
0: Okay. All right, I want to t- take things into account: age, obviously, talent. But you got five years. Who do you picking? I'm taking Luka Doncic
2: ten out of ten times. That's I think knowledge. Luka Doncic will be in the goat conversation one day. It's a very bold take. Very bold take. But Luka.
0: Very bold take. He's
2: incredible, and uh, honestly, like a lot of my friends agree with me on this. That Luca is gonna be one of the best to play the game, and I just I love the way he plays. He does not have a great team at all. Kristaps Porzingis is kind of second player duo kind of thing. He just he played awful. He was averaging like twelve points in the playoffs. Luca would have to get forty nine points, eighteen assists, and twenty rebounds (laughs) for them to even come within ten points of the Clippers. So I
0: will I will give you a little thing about that. I agree from a talents perspective. He could easily be in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the issue is the fact he has no talent around him. Yeah. I mean, Dallas this offseason really did nothing, yeah. in my opinion. He just signed an extension. He's going to be there. So he, he's got to win championships to be part of that conversation. I'm having a hard time at the moment seeing that. Yeah. We, we're going
2: five years. Yeah.
1: You know, Ray Ray? I, Ray, I love
2: that he's young, too, though. Yeah. It's only his, like oh, 3 yeah. or 4 Oh, I fourth mean, if year, I'm year. drafting him yeah. for a franchise like yeah. right now,
0: I mean, he'd be the one. Yeah. Ray
1: right yeah. Ray, I'll do you one better. I pick Kevin Durant 11 out of 10 times. Wow. Oh, you know,
0: Step up. Wow. Eleven out of ten. That's Eleven out of ten. Possible. That's not even mathematically they, possible. It's not even physically possible. But now, you will do it. They, who would yeah, you pick?
1: The Ryan? injuries are scary. Inju- yeah. The, uh, so
0: who would I pick? Five years. So I think five years is definitely out of the span of time for LeBron James. So yeah. I have to rule that out. I think he has a couple, maybe three years to win a championship. Yeah. Another one. I think Kevin Durant's about done in five too. Yeah, I think that's pretty close to that yeah. as well. Hey, five I years. Go... that's cap. I'll go Giannis. I'm gonna be. I've yeah, talked to so many people that just dislike Giannis. It's probably his game style. If I'm gonna be honest, it's more his game style. People are just not attracted to that type of style. But I that dude. I just love his will to win. Like he, his attitude is something I've never seen. Like if you heard his press conferences after games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like like yeah. how he he doesn't want credit now. He wants to actually win. He wants to earn the credit um look up some of his comments over the the playoffs i think just really goes into his competitive mind and i really respect that but luca it would be luca's yeah. my other one the luca the
2: weekend after they won the finals i was up in milwaukee and <laughs> you could just tell that Giannis made that city so happy just by staying there and not he could have went to the heat he yes. could have went to the, yeah. the lakers the clippers but he stayed there won them a championship and I think that's a great mentality to end off the podcast with. Yeah, there you go. There, That's perfect. And
0: also the fact that uh, Milwaukee really has nothing else there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. There we go. I mean,
2: there we
3: go.
0: All right. <laughs> Shout out to Milwaukee. Hope we get some audience there. But if not, I think we just lost
1: it. So. I don't think we would, so it's okay. <laughs> All right,
0: yeah, you're probably right. Well, everybody, I appreciate you listening to the first episode of TKF Locks Podcast. Ray, Ray, Jacob, appreciate it. Coach Evans, of awesome. Like, listen to that, guys. Listen to that full interview. He has so much insight. Um, we'll be back next week uh, with some more stuff on the next week of games, some fun fun segments, and obviously some commercial breaks. Yes, sir. So, guys, appreciate Peace it. Out. Of course. All right, later, guys. All right, bye-bye.